Thank you for listening to this message from Resurrection Life Church in Granville, Michigan. In the New Testament, when someone became a believer, the first thing that they would do would be to get water baptized, right? It is the mark of a believer. It's like the stamp that you put on a believer. It's like when you get married and they put a ring on your finger. That's what water baptism is. Mark 16, Jesus said, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. Now, I want you to think with me a minute. Look at me. Because we just read over this and we think, get ba- believe, get baptized, you're going to heaven. And it means that, but that is not what it means. I mean, that's part of what it means. When it says shall be saved, the Greek word is sozoed. Right? Literally, we can say will be sozoed. It means, E.W. Vine, deliverance in a material and temporal sense from sickness, from, spirit, from spiritual oppression to eternal salvation. God's power to deliver from the bondage of sin. Say that again. God's power to deliver from the bondage of sin and future deliverance of believers at the second coming of Christ for his saints. Say that again, God's power to deliver from the bondage of sin. So literally when Jesus said, we'll be saved, we can say set free, delivered, right? You get set free and you get delivered. When? When you believe and are baptized, you get set free and delivered. Literally, there are people that have been saved for 20 years and they've got stuff in their life, habits, bondages, addictions and they keep trying and they keep trying and they keep trying and they keep falling and they keep falling and they keep falling right but you know when you get water baptized you get sozoed you get delivered you get set free bondages get broken off when you get water baptized listen water baptism is not a spiritual ritual Water baptism is a spiritual reality that brings and looses the power of God into people's lives. Right? This is just not some, some spiritual ritual thing like lighting some candles and burning some incense. Right? Jesus said, Matthew 28, go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus himself gives us an incredible example when he is baptized. Now, the Bible says this in Matthew chapter 13. It says, Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. Now, if you know the geography of Israel, Galilee is way up in the north, Sea of Galilee. That's where Jesus lived. Nazareth is little bit over here. It's a, it's a little off the city, right around Galilee. It wouldn't have been considered in the, the 10 city region around the Sea of Galilee. But then Jesus was living in the city of Capernaum, which is right on the Sea of Galilee. Right? So today when you go to Israel, you go and you visit the ruins of the city of Capernaum and go to the, uh, an ancient synagogue that's built on the synagogue that Jesus would have preached in. Right? But Jesus goes from there all the way down south past Jerusalem, way down to where John is baptizing. Over 30 miles. He walks over 30 miles. John is there. 
John says, you come to be baptized by me? He says, I need to be baptized by you. And Jesus said, let it be so now, for it's befitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. He says, the righteous thing to do is to get baptized. John baptizes Jesus, right? And when he does, there's a voice from heaven that says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The Holy Spirit descends on him in the form of a dove, which by the way, is a representation of the power of God that's released today when a person is water baptized. And then Jesus walks 30 miles. The next place we find him, he's back in Galilee. He walks 30 miles back again. So Jesus walks 60 miles to get water baptized. Now he said to fulfill all righteousness. Had, Had he made any mistakes? None, right? It was an example to you and to me. When the church is born, Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, Peter preaches. The people say, what shall we do? He said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Notice that he says, when you believe, the first thing a believer is to do is to be water baptized. How many of us? Every one of you. Now, when I was just a child, my parents tell me, told me that they took me to church and that I was baptized. Right? They sprinkled on me. I was like two weeks old or something. I don't remember. How many of you remember when that baby thing happened? You don't remember when you were a baby. You may remember when you took your children, but you don't remember when you were a baby. I'm going to say this. 27 times in the New Testament, there's water baptism. Every time, it's believer's baptism. Every single time. Now, what our parents did was good. They dedicated us to God. They dedicated themselves to God. Said, I'm going to bring up my children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That is a good thing, right? But that is not Bible water baptism for believers, right? It is always adult baptism. Somebody said, but what about the Philippian jailer in his household? Well, the Bible says that he and his household rejoiced that they had believed. Everyone in his house rejoiced that they had believed. They weren't babies. They were old enough to believe, old enough to rejoice in what they had done, right? It wasn't little babies in Acts chapter 16. Again, 27 times in the New Testament. Every time it's repent and then water baptism. Let every one of you be baptized, all right? And always, by the way, every time it's immersion, Now, baptism in Christianity is different than baptism in Judaism. But there are certain similarities between the two. And one of those similarities is the fact that it is immersion. Now, when we go to Israel for the last three trips, we've had a guide by the name of Tony. And Tony, uh, he is Jewish, very Jewish. Um, He's kind of like Orthodox, but not really Orthodox. But uh, he lives right on the Sea of Galilee in, the, in this town, right on the Sea of Galilee. And uh, he goes to synagogue. And there's like 200 people in his synagogue, all right? Every morning, 365 days a year at 6 o'clock in the morning, all right, everybody in his congregation from his synagogue goes to the Sea of Galilee, to all 200 of them. And every day, every one of them gets water baptized. Now, when we were there, They had the coldest temperature that they had had in a hundred years, all right? There is snow. We look out, there is snow. 
Do you know where Tony was at 6 o'clock in the morning? He's at the Sea of Galilee. He's getting baptized. And I'm thinking, whoo, you know, that's a little bit on the cold side. All right. But I just tell you to say this. The roots of water baptism go back into Judaism. All right. And, you know, Christian baptism is different. All right. It's not something that's done continually as it's done in Judaism. All right. But it is similar in the fact that two, two things. First of all, it's immersion. And secondly, it signifies a new life. It signifies a new life. In Judaism, you can get baptized literally every day, signifying a new life. But the Bible says about the believers in the book of Corinthians that you are renewed or made new every day. By faith, you're made new every day. So water baptism, it's a confession. It's an exit. It's a burial. It's a barrier. It's an answer. It's an identification. And it is a promise for more. It's a confession of faith. We are publicly declaring that I have received Jesus. I believe that he died, that he was buried, that he arose, and that he took me to the cross with him. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. In God's eyes, Jesus wasn't there alone on the cross. You were at the cross with him. It's a confession that you're a new person. 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, you are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The old person has passed away. You know what we do when people pass away? We bury them. And literally, what water baptism in is, it is a burial. It's a happy funeral. Because we're glad the old man is dead. We're glad the new man in Christ is alive. It's a confession of repentance. Now, repentance is not crying. Right? When Jesus came, he came. And this is what Jesus preached. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. One translation says this. It says, rethink your life because God's kingdom's here. Right? Repentance means this. You're thinking you have a change of mind that results in an outward change of direction. Right? And when you get water baptized, it is a confession. I am leaving my old life behind me. It is gone. Right? And I am being buried with Christ. Romans 6, 3. Do you not know as, as many of us were baptized into Christ, we're baptized into his death. Did you get that? When you're baptized, you're baptized into his death. You are saying, not only am I burying my old man, but I recognize that when Jesus went to the cross, I went with him. That when he was buried, I was buried with him. When he arose, I arose with him. When he ascended, I ascended with him. The Bible says that you're seated together with him in heavenly places. In Ephesians. We are making that confession. That our old man is dead and we are burying that old man. Now, water baptism is an exit, or maybe we should even better say a shaking off. Psalms 136. But shook off and overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. For his mercy endures forever. The children of Israel come out of Egypt. Egypt is a type of the world. They come to the Red Sea. Pharaoh and his army are following. Pharaoh and his army are a type of Satan and his demon power, his minions. They come to the Red Sea. The Bible says in Corinthians chapter 10, 
that they were all baptized unto Moses under the cloud and in the sea. So they passed through the Red Sea. God opens the sea and they pass through. The Bible says it was a type of baptism. They were baptized unto Moses under the cloud and in the sea. The cloud, by the way, the Bible says they passed through all night. That pillar of cloud all night, the Bible says, became a pillar of fire. It represents a baptism in the Holy Spirit. And they went through the water. It represents water baptism. They were baptized unto Moses, right? But what happened? Pharaoh and his army tried to follow, but they could not follow. For the children of Israel, it was an exit from the world, and they're now on their way into God's promised land. And water baptism is a barrier. This is what God told Moses. He says, the Egyptians you see today, you will see no more again forever. Those Egyptians had been oppressing, abusing, using the Israelites for centuries. But when they went through the Red Sea, that enemy that had oppressed them, that had used them, that had them in bondage to whom they were slaves, would never bother them again. And by faith, when you get water baptized, listen, you turn your face switch on. And you turn your switch on because when you go in those waters of baptism, the enemy that has tried to pursue you is not going to follow you through. Every bit of lust and unforgiveness, every bit of bondage and sin, every bit of drug addiction, alcohol, pornography, temper, gossip, unforgiveness, whatever it is, you leave it right there. All right. You leave it and you come up. You come up. enemy will not pursue you. He cannot. You drowned him right there in the waters of baptism. And you say, from today forward, things are different. In fact, it says, again, in Romans 6 about baptism, when you come up, it says you come up just like Jesus to live in newness of life by the power of God. Oh, it's a good day. These are going to be the dirtiest, filthiest waters in all the Grand Rapids in a few minutes. All that junk is going to stay down. But you come up a new creature in Christ Jesus. Listen, Romans 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The gospel is the power. The gospel, listen, this is what it means. The gospel means the good news. It's the good news about what Jesus did for you in his death, in his burial, in his ascension, Right? Everything that Jesus did for you when he died, when he was buried, when he arose, and when he ascended, that is the gospel. And it's the power of God to everyone who believes. And he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the message of what Jesus did. Now listen, the power that was released in the event becomes available to you when you believe. The same power, the Bible says, that raised Christ from the dead. The same power that raised him from the dead is available supernaturally to you when you believe. The gospel is a spiritual moment in time. And you, by faith, can visit that moment in time anytime by believing. And the same power that was there in the event becomes available to you wherever you are when you believe. You got that? Because that's important. That'll change your life. Now, somebody said, well, I got baptized a long time ago. Yeah, but do you know what? You can go back by faith. 
And you can, you, you can say to the enemy that has tried to pursue you right now in Jesus' name, I cut you off. I cut you off in Jesus' name. I am a new person in Christ. I was baptized into his death and into his resurrection. And just like he arose by the power of God to live in newness of life, I, by faith, come up right now. And by the power of God, I'm going to live in newness of life. It is an answer. It is an answer. Let me just give you 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21. The waters of baptism do this for you, not the washing away of dirt from the skin, but by presenting you through Jesus' resurrection before God with a clear conscience. Did you get that? When you get water baptized, you are presented to God. You are presented to God with a clear conscience because your old man is dead, buried, and gone. You've got a new life in Christ Jesus, right? Uh, the, the, the devil, he's the accuser of the brethren. He always tries to bring up your past, but you just need to tell him, my past, it is gone. It's buried. It's an identification. Romans 6, verse 4, therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death. What happens? We are buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. God raised Jesus by his power, and he lives by the power of God, a new life. In the same way, the Bible says, even so, we also, by the power of God, when we come up out of the water, we are to live in newness of life. When the apostles are preaching in Acts chapter 5, the Pharisees have them thrown into prison. An angel comes and breaks them out and says to them, go to the temple and tell them, the people, about this new life and all that it means. When you become a Christian, you get a new life. The Christian life is not like the life that you had before and you just say, but now I'm going to go to heaven when I die. No, it is a new life. And the angel said, tell them about this new life and all that it means. And water baptism is a promise from God that you will receive more. Peter said, repent. Let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Listen, at the time of water baptism, the power of God is present. He said, you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was water baptized, the Holy Spirit came down in the form of a dove and landed on him. And there was a voice that said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. For 30 years, Jesus had been walking on this earth and had done nothing different than anybody else. His life looked normal. But once that happened, his ministry began and everything changed. When the children of Israel went through the waters of baptism, they went through again all night long and that pillar of cloud was a pillar of fire representing the Holy Spirit. And here Peter mentions the same thing. He says, be baptized and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, you guys are about to get water baptized. We're excited with you. Now, we have just finished a series of messages talking about the Apostles' Creed, the oldest creed in Christendom. Scholars trace back to the year 100 or some to the year 110 
About the time that the Apostle John died, year 100, we had the Apostles' Creed in the form that we have right now, right? In the basically the same form. Now, here's what's interesting. At the beginning of the second century, when you wanted to be, you became a Christian, you wanted to be water baptized, right? You would make the confession of the Apostles' Creed. Now, we call it the Apostles' Creed. Back then, it was referred to as the rule of faith, right? And this is the confession that you would make. Again, um, we typically nowadays say, I believe, but the, in the original form, it was, we believe. We believe. Because Christianity is not just about your relationship with God. It's not just about getting saved from sin and hell, but it's also about a relationship with the church of Jesus Christ that he is building. So what we're going to do is these are about to get water baptized. Let's all make the confession of the Apostles' Creed together. Let's read it. Let's put it right up on the screen, guys. It begins with, we believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he arose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. For more information about Res Life, please visit our website at reslife.org. If you have questions about Res Life or would like directions to visit us, please feel free to call 616-534-4923.